As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay, class, watch me, watch me. We whip and then we nene. <laughs> Clearly someone has a case of gingivitis. Because that was the worst attempt at flossing I've ever seen! Hands up front, we hip across back. Hip across back. Speed it up! Five, six, seven. Class, when did we catch a body? About a week ago. Very good. Who in the world do you think you are? Rocking with it before you've leaned with it? We lean with it, then we rock with it. Is that so difficult? Oh, you think this is the jerk? This is just the reject. This is the jerk. No room for misconceptions in my class. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit the like button, subscribe, comment away. Podcast listeners, help your boys out. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We got some games to talk about. We got some beach stepping to do. But, boys, we had another wedgie. Man, oh man, wedgie number 12. And it's in Chicago, and it's Javon Carter, his second wedgie of the season. And what is going on with the Bulls? This is now the fifth wedgie out of 12 that features the Chicago Bulls. They either stuck it or they were on the floor when that ball got wedged between the rim and the backboard. Great stuff. That was a very nice wedgie because you get it from the camera angle that the game is providing. Mm -hmm. So you see it straight from the back, the wedgie wedged. Do you have a working (laughs) theory here on why your Chicago Bulls are involved in so many wedgies? They just want to be on no dunks. There you go. (laughs) Good answer. Uh, Okay, we had some games on, including that one, which we'll get to, Nugs and Bulls. But let's start with the Suns hanging on late to beat the Warriors 119-116 on a night. Where Draymond Green gets ejected again, <laughs> and we run it back. Deja vu. Here we go. Will he be suspended? How many games? Does he deserve it? Uh, but yeah, Tass, why don't we just go to the third quarter? <laughs> go to the clip, JD. Just do it. Uh, the officials assessed Green a flagrant two foul after he was uh, swinging and striking Nurkic in the face there. They uh, deemed Green's contact to be, quote, unnecessary and excessive. And uh, he didn't really fight this one. He sort of just took off to the back, and he even apologized <laughs> after the game. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know what you even want to say about this. But Well, first, first I'm angry because it was a good basketball game, and he's forcing us to talk about him true. first. True. I don't like that. But he definitely knew he was getting tossed because he went to the bench quietly. He was quiet on the bench. No one ever talks about Draymond Green being quiet. Right? He was <laughs> just sitting true, there. True, true. Young player Jonathan Kaminga was sort of in his ear. He was talking, and then Draymond Green sprinted to the back, didn't say anything to anyone. This is just a bad look because 23 games, in 11 of them, he's either been suspended or he's been up because of injury or he's missed because of personal reason. That's a lot. 11 of 23 games, and it's going to be 
12 of 24 after he gets suspended for at least one, which I think he'll get. He'll just get one. You don't think but we're maybe. getting another five-game suspension like he got, uh, what, about a month ago, less than a month ago, <laughs> when he put Rudy Gobert in a headlock? Ago. You yeah. think he gets a game? I maybe. think he was a little more sorry for this one, the way he talked about it after the game, unlike the Rudy Gobert one, which he was pretty gnarly about. So I think that's a part of it. He did apologize right away, said he didn't do it intentionally, and also said... I sell calls with my arms. Mm-hmm. So I was selling the call, and I swung it, unfortunately, I hit him. Yeah, you did. That is factually what happened. Do you really believe this guy sells calls with his arms? How is he selling that call? Doesn't make any sense to me. He needs to be suspended at least one game. Ron Artest, the guy he's been compared to a lot, got suspended seven games for elbowing James Harden in the head in the playoffs. Remember that? Yes. That's 2012. That was a long time ago. That's kind of similar play. Yeah, because we were, uh, we're debating here. whether it was like how inadvertent was Did it. Did he know he was there? Yes. That kind right, of thing. Right. Um, and exactly how inadvertent was it. Um, but the guys had a stomp, a choke, and a punch in the same year. That's like the Gordie Howe hat trick. Yeah, the Draymond yeah. Green hat trick. Doing three suspendable actions in a single calendar year? Unbelievable. He's got to be out for at least one game. I would think two or three. Yeah. Uh, did you see Nurkic's comments, too, after the game? Uh, he says, what's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. I'm glad he didn't try and choke me. Um, again, better, I guess. Draymond did apologize. And for Draymond, he even admitted, I don't usually apologize. But uh, I was wrong for this one. I didn't mean to clock him in the head. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I truly believe Draymond is going out of his way to build a complete video database for when he eventually joins TNT's Inside the NBA Studio Show. Because this way, no matter what happens in the league on any given night, whatever the incident, whatever the brouhaha, producers will have a related Draymond Green clip that they can just roll in and have him speak on, his experience. Hitting a guy in the balls, kicking a guy in the balls, stomping on a dude's chest, punching a guy, oh, I mean a teammate in the head, putting a guy in a headlock. And now, can't remember Draymond having one of these, uh, a wild sort of swinging, um, it wasn't really a backhand, but yeah. <laughs> shot to the temple there. Of Nurk. So he's he just continues to build the video database, and producers at TNT must be loving it. We got so many clips. He needed this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they would never run the Jordan Poole clip on Inside the NBA, right? So needed one on the court. Right, right. Sort of a yeah. punch variety. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess he was sorry for this one, but everybody worried about Draymond Green. Like, what's going on with that guy? Why does he have to swing his arms? And it was as more of a, an arm swing that he hit him with his open hand sort of thing. It wasn't a yeah. punch yeah. by any means. But Trey went through them. Three ejections now this season. That's a lot through a quarter of the season. Suspended for five, injured for two, missed one for personal reasons. You're just missing half the games now. Literally half the games. Yeah. And they need them. Yeah, they des- desperately <laughs> It's not do. like they're cruising here. The Warriors go on to lose this game. Probably could have really used uh, Draymond Green uh, down the stretch. But, yeah, let's hear from everybody out there. How many games will the NBA hand out for this incident? Is it just one? Is it multiple games? Is it up to five again? Is it more than five if they're going to try and continue to like penalize him for all of these uh, you know, particular um, incidents that he keeps uh, racking up here? I'm with you. I think this is a one to three variety. <laughs> but uh, any game missed is, is a knock to his team. And you do wonder, like, the Warriors are pretty good at like always going to bat for Draymond. Uh, you know, they either stay pretty quiet or they're in his corner and making excuses for him, you know, either Kerr and, and some of their superstars and, and the front office. But, you know, what do, what do they do with this one? It's just like you're just being reckless and you know it, we know it, and now you're going to hurt us probably because you're going to miss again. more games. Again. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, they basically said last season was a throwaway. And they blamed it on Jordan Poole, but there was two people involved <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this uh, in that skirmish there. Uh, and then, you know, Draymond, like Tass's run down, is going to be missing, at the very least, six of the games, six of the first 25 games uh, for the Warriors. And they're a team that's not good right now. They're 10-13. and 13. Yeah. Last night, they finally benched guys. Andrew Wiggins got benched in the second half. Kevon Looney got benched in the second half. Clay got benched for the last six minutes of this game. Draymond is suspended. Steph is left. He's balling. But everybody else is falling away uh, for the Warriors. So definitely feels like um, they're at a crossroads here. Yeah. Sounds like the uh, Will Smith meme there where he's just standing in the living room and everything's gone. A That's little bit, Steph yeah. Right now with all these guys uh, either getting benched or getting tossed or, or not playing. 
What do you think? They just have been bad recently. They are out of the play-in tournament right now, which mm-hmm. is strange for a team with all this talent. But a great start to the season, five and one, and since five and twelve. Uh, so a, a terrible, terrible following to that start. Yes, Steph must be peeved. He is. He's tired. How could he you be not peeved? be? He's still <laughs> playing at an MVP level. Yeah, and obviously wants to like continue to make playoffs and try and win championships. And he's sort of holding up his end of the bargain. I can't say a lot of these other guys are. Yeah. Um, so we saw John Morant talk about you know, his encounter at in court with somebody where he had to deal with somebody. I think you need Draymond Green to sort of go into court and explain every time he hits somebody. But talk about it. I want to hear about it. Well, he usually does, but he wasn't yeah. saying much last no, night. He was like, oh, I really screwed up on that one. Probably didn't need to sell it so much with my arms. <laughs> Selling it with my arms. It was an inbounds play. <laughs> <laughs> was, like in the corner. Like it, was, like it wasn't even posting up. No. Yeah. no. You know, they're fighting for position. I get it. Two big guys. Like I like to see physical you know, contact allowed in the NBA, especially on rebounds and that nature. But you can go. You can cross the line, which he perpetually does. Just by swinging wildly. Nurk to, got to him. Someone. Honestly, Nurk yeah. got him. Nurk got under his skin, and that's yeah. usually supposed to be Draymond's role, doing it the other way around. Yeah. But he got taken out of the game completely uh, by Nurkic. Uh, what is it? Uh, 12 points total from the starters outside of Steph Curry yeah. last night. That's just not going to cut it um, for this Warriors team. So, I don't know. Between the way Draymond has acted this year and Clay Thompson last season. I mean, we know Clay struggled this year, but last season he was just four rings in everybody's faces. It feels like the league has passed the Warriors by at this point, and they're kind of like lashing out at that happening. Interesting. Well, the Warriors trailed 113-104 in this game, but they cut it to one point with 15 seconds to go. Now, I thought the uh, Suns were helping them out. Man, they were trying to give away this game continually. Trying to throw the ball full court? Like when they're up big and they kept getting picked off. Uh, you had Goodwin and Eric Gordon bricking some threes late. And then they just let the, the Suns defense just allow the Warriors players to keep going for a layup line. Just waltzing to the rim. And again, it was a one-point game. In the end, Booker you know, got fouled, hit some free throws. And then Curry... On the ensuing possession, he just chucked up, but like he chucked it up a three right away. I don't right know if away. he thought maybe they were going to do the foul strategy, uh, and he thought he could get them there, but obviously missed. And they pull it out, but it wasn't wasn't the the prettiest win here from Phoenix, despite playing really well for most of the game and just gave it all back. Yeah, they were phenomenal until that last little screw up. It looked like they were going to win this game by double digits without Kevin Durant, yeah. who was sitting this one out. They've got better supporter players than the Golden State Warriors right now. I thought Jordan Goodwin was awesome off the bench. He's somebody that we don't necessarily talk about when we add up all the supporting guys that they got for the minimum to help out Beal, Durant, and Booker. Booker was awesome, but Jordan Goodwin was so good. The defensive end, that steal against Pojemski where he poked it, got to the floor, and pushed it up. Frank Vogel's going to go to this guy as the defensive guy because we all think, okay, those three guys that I mentioned, the big three can score. They can dribble. Jordan Goodwin, what's he going to do? Well, he was driving and scoring in this one, 16 points off the bench, and he was playing defense. So he has been really, really good as a support player. And Bradley Beal, back in the Suns lineup, uh, 16 points in his return. TK, what did you see from uh, Beal here? We still haven't seen the big three all playing a game together. That might be coming soon, (laughs) they're telling us. But, uh, yeah, yeah, what did you think of Bradley Beal's uh, return? Well, it's nice to have him out there. Mm -hmm. That's really all I thought from it. He didn't really impress me that much. Five of 12 shooting. It was obviously Booker who carried here, and then Goodwin I thought was uh, very helpful as well. But Booker is more interesting to me because that guy's already missed nine games this season. He's been an all-NBA first-team player when he's been on the court. Last night, I thought he was awesome. Uh, If he got double-teamed, it was an easy pass out for a basket. If it wasn't a double-team, I'm just shooting over the top. Smart, easy basketball uh, for Devin Booker. Ended up with 32-7, and but you can only miss 15 games this year. He's at nine through the first month and a half of the season. He might be a guy who's a casualty of uh, that new rule. Yeah, possibly. Uh, anything else on uh, the Suns or Warriors? No, it just was great to see Book in those instances. He could just, yeah, if you're going to pick for me, I can step up and shoot. He's one of the best guards in the league. What he needs Bradley Beal to do is just handle the ball and be the point guard to some degree. <laughs> 20 possessions the game. That's all he needs yeah. to be able to stay fresh. But hopefully he doesn't get injured because he's literally going to make the all-NBA team if he can play 65 games. Yeah. That's the rule, right? Yes. Yeah, Beal looked like a guy that was coming back from – an injury and mm-hmm. maybe a back issue at that. He, like, he hit his first three of the game, 
you know, looked pretty. I know he hit a big shot in the corner, uh, got an and one. I think that was in the third quarter. But a lot of his takes, I thought they were flat. <laughs> he just looked like he didn't have his legs under him. Makes sense, conditioning-wise. But hopefully we see a Booker, Beal, and KD at some point. I don't know, before Christmas? Maybe? On Christmas? Do they have a Christmas Day game? I think they do. Um, so that would be fun. Uh, let's move on, though. Bunch of other games here. Uh, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dante Exum. They lead the Mavericks over the Lakers 127 to 125. TK, first game on uh, TNT's doubleheader last night. I thought a really entertaining game. What were your takeaways from this one? Well, I mean, the the coolest thing that happened, obviously, was the Luka pass. But something that stuck out to me, obviously, Dante Exum, five threes in the fourth quarter. Every single one of them was wide open. Yeah. I will say... You can tell from watching the game that the Lakers had a game plan. Hmm. They're saying, Luca, we're not letting you beat us, so pass the ball, and we will not guard the guy who is wide open. A lot of the time, that was Dante Exum. He's shooting 40% from three this season. He's taking two attempts per game. I mean, he takes one and a half. This is the first time this season he's taken more than five, and only the fourth time this season he's taken more than two. I don't necessarily think he's a shooter, which is why the Lakers were leaving him open, but... When you leave a guy open, sometimes they're going to beat you. And that's what happened uh, last night with Exum and with Grant Williams getting in on the mix as well. Uh, Luca had 17 assists. Eight of them were for a three-pointer yeah. by Grant Williams or Dante Exum. Also standing out to me, Tim Hardaway Jr., great game. He had three dunks last yes, night. Yes, I noted that too. <laughs> Four total dunks this season now. He oh. had one coming in. So I'm thinking that's got to be the most he's ever had in a in single a game. game. He had 47 dunks for the Hawks in the 16-17 season, so perhaps there was one there. Uh, but not a guy you think of getting out on the break and getting dunks, but he had uh, a couple of them last night. So, yeah, Luka was special. And then enough supporting stuff from Exum, from Grant Williams, and from Tim Hardaway Jr. to pull out the dub here. Tim Hardaway Jr., season-high 32 points. He had 12 Look early. Good. I was tweeting, tonight's the night we're getting 50 from THJ. Not quite, but uh, he came back from the injury, and uh, like I, I noted that too, Trey. I was like, Tim Hardaway Jr. throwing down dunks here, and not just in transition. He had one even like catching up the three-point line and driving in there. I was like, okay, that's nice. Uh, but a bunch of these guys sort of coming back here for the Mavericks. Him, you know, Grant Williams returning from a three-game absence. He had 19 points, and uh, they're still short a bunch of guys. No Kyrie, no Derek Jones Jr., no Maxi Kleba, no Josh Green. Seth Curry had to leave this game, so... Not a lot of bodies there, but you need Grant Williams and Dante to step up. Dante, I think they're going to continue to start Dante Exum. The Mavs found another starter, and they found him from abroad because he was playing for the last two years abroad. He was drafted almost a decade ago. He was a point guard, didn't really work in Utah, went to Cleveland, and so he went abroad, came back, put on the number zero here with Dallas, and he started only for four games, and they've been all right. 23 and 16 in the last two before this 26 point 7 3 game where he doesn't have to handle the ball that no, much. He right. just, just sit in the corner, my friend, and he'll bring it up. But he's always been good defensively. Yes, he, yes. He's been the James Harden stopper before, just putting that chest in James Harden because he's so, so strong. So he could be the small forward. And those injuries, Derek Jones Jr., especially Josh Green, may have produced this where he yeah. is the starting small forward on this team. Because everybody's going to stop Luka, everybody's going to stop Kyrie. So if he can hit some threes, that will help. And especially you need a good defender at the three spots. So that's why Josh Green could have been that guy. But you need a good starter with – or you need a good defender with Kyrie and Luka being the starting backcourt. Let's see that uh, pretty crazy pass from Luka last night, especially when we got that baseline angle where he just wraps it around Jackson Hayes and zips oh. it by Rui. To Dante Exum up top, who hit one of his uh, what seven three pointers there last night. I love this angle here too. It's see just his body looks insane. Like it looks like he's losing the ball and bobbling it. Maybe he is, and then still finds him. And even Dante was like asked about it after the game. He was like, I don't know how he saw me. There. Like, I couldn't see him. Ball's just suddenly in his pocket. I let it rip. What a play. He had a lot of passes, and some of those lead passes to Tim Hardaway. He's good. Yeah, he's not bad. Seventeen assists. 17 assists. A lot of them also went to Derek Lively Jr. Threw it uh, up. Derek Lively the second? He's the second? Right? Yeah, yeah that's, he that's is right. Not, not a junior. My bad. My bad for saying that. Number two. Number two. <laughs> but uh, this Luca pass, I mean, it's up there for assist of the season. Probably number one. It's between this, uh, the DeRozan 360 pass, Ooh, yeah. and the 70-foot oop uh, that Jokic threw from the sideline. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Your choice. 
Uh, I think Luca amazed himself. Like, he went for the fake on Hayes. He's like, wait, it's still open? I don't know how he got it past Rui. That's Rui? Crazy part. I just don't think Rui ex- obviously didn't expect it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, ah, oh, he's going to try amazing. and go for the foul here. Or he's going to, like, shoot it up. I'll go for the rebound. Maybe he's going to kick to a corner. He's going to try to. Yeah, not back up top. Yeah. What a pass. All right, moving on here. Kawhi, the scoring the scoring binge continues with 31 points. Clippers crush the Kings. 119-98 for LA's fifth straight win here. The rolling task. They are rolling. The Kings stink on back to back. Yeah, they're zero yeah. three on the three games that they played, and they lost by a total of seventy points, so twenty three per game, you'd say. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> and I think the Clippers, although they may not match up with a lot of good teams, just because they are a little smaller, this is a good matchup for them uh, against Sacramento Kings. And I love how Terrence Mann starts on this team. Maybe he should have started before they got Russell Westbrook, or after they got Russell Westbrook last year. They went to the Westbrook move, but. Him against De'Aaron Fox, I think, really helped out. And, uh, yeah, Kawhi is just a machine right yeah. now. Yeah, he has uh, 106 points in his last three games. And and he's playing, obviously, in every game here. And yeah. it was an ass-kicking. I mean, that's what Mike Brown said. We got our behinds kicked. <laughs> and that's twice behinds. by this team. We had no answers. <laughs> the thing that's most concerning is sometimes you just got to fight. Tonight we didn't fight. And that's co- the biggest takeaway. So. And the Clippers are playing in a back-to-back as well. Yep. And Kawhi played in both those games. Kawhi plays in every game. Hasn't missed a game yet this season. Nope. This is so weird. The load management was this uh, this topic coming into the season, and it was part of this new rule that they put into, but most of the stars are playing games. Mm-hmm. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard included. Paul George getting injured in this one, and maybe a reason Kawhi sort of stepped it up even more, but this was over, really. Half, three quarters, uh, there was no coming back from the Kings. Yeah, it's good to be able to play back-to-back games and then actually have to play the fourth quarter. Yeah, right. I didn't. 11 for 14 from the field, 7 for 7 at the line. The Clippers are not a huge team, but compared to the Kings, they are. Uh, That's the thing that stuck out to me. Like, Zubats, I thought, had a nice game for only scoring six points, but he was important in the lane. And then it was just kind of Kawhi would get to his spots and shoot over whoever. Uh, the Kings wanted to try and roll out there, whether it be Barnes or Murray. It didn't really matter um, because Kawhi is cooking right now. And yeah, Paul George went down, sore left groin, but it's nice to have a guy like James Harden. Like, I thought he was pretty good in this yeah. game. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Second quarter, he kind of took do- took over. The Clippers, that's the first time they've won both games of a back-to-back. They've won 10 of their last 13. They're figuring it out a little bit here. Yeah, and we talked about it on yesterday's podcast. Defensively, they're just like improving. It feels like every yep. game. Uh, you know, hopefully Paul George, this injury isn't too serious because he's pretty instrumental to that side of the ball. But uh, yeah, ten out of thirteen, not bad. And they're they're going to be fighting with a team like the Sacramento Kings in the standings. Uh, so like these big head-to-head matchups could count when you get into the tiebreaker situation. I already beat them twice now. And they aren't a bigger team, but the Daniel Tice. Pickup, I think, has helped. They are fighting on the defensive end, including Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. I think that helps. And you see a guy like Zubats with that dunk in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That big was dunk. a biggie. Yep, yep. That was a big one. Uh, two other games, Reggie Jackson scoring 25 points as the Nuggets beat the Bulls 114-106 after Jokic got ejected uh, for saying mother effer, uh, we believe, to the referees, and no Jamal Murray. So, yeah, tough uh, tough for the Bulls here, but the Nuggets get it done. Trey, your thoughts on this one? Two ejections in three weeks for Nikola Jokic. Is he the new Draymond Green? <laughs> Turn the TikTok camera on. Uh, I like it. Jokic afterwards said, I crossed the line. But sometimes that word doesn't cross the line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Depends right. on the official and what mood they're in. And yeah, I think that's true. Felt like a quick toss, especially yeah, on yeah. Serbian night yeah. <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> you got to be aware of the promotions in the arena if you're a referee. It's important. Uh, but honestly, a great team win, I, I thought, for uh, the Nuggets. Reggie Jackson stepped up once Jokic went down. Aaron Gordon hit some big shots uh, late in the fourth quarter in this one. And then Christian Brown and Julian Strother were both pretty solid off the bench. Uh, and we're kind of the difference in this game. Totally. Um, Jokic should not have been tossed in this game. Even the Bulls broadcasters were saying, oh, that was excessive. That was excessive. They <laughs> yeah. wanted to see Jokic play yeah. on Serbia. The night. fans were booing. Why would you toss him? I don't get it. Because he did say, mother called the fucking foul. That's what he said. <laughs> the but- master, I believe it himself. He also did get fouled. That was definitely a <laughs> yeah, foul. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, post game was funny because he said, yeah, that should get me out of the game. But sometimes what I said isn't a technical. 
is isn't even a technical line. I cross the line, but sometimes that word doesn't cross the line. Whatever the hell that. I means. think what made it even more confusing is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the official didn't like ding him up right away because uh-uh. action was going. I mean, it was an advantage for the Bulls. So then the play happens, then it stops, and then it's like, oh, you had said what you said. Now you're out of here, mm. and it's like makes it even weirder, right? It's like. So hold on, you let me say it, <laughs> but then we let the play go, and you're still upset about it. You could let it go after, you know, four seconds, five seconds. So, uh, look, I mean, the NBA is trying to crack down on on those type of comments to the officials. I can't be too upset about that. <laughs> like, I know you're in the heat of the moment yeah. and all that, but you can't be dropping mother efforts at these guys <laughs> and, and women. Um, <laughs> but it, it, you're like you said, TK, and what he said, Jokic, like, sometimes you can. They, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, how, how angry did you actually say it? <laughs> I, so, I cross the line, but sometimes that word doesn't cross the line. Exactly. Uh, but I think it may have been a blessing in disguise because him going out helped out Aaron Gordon. The last two games, actually, have been good Aaron Gordon, finally, yeah. in this season. 18-12 yeah. and 12, the last game. We had 12 boards. This one, 14 boards. or Sorry, 14 points, 7 boards, and 6 assists. And the Strother has come alive. He's good, man. He's solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last like, couple games. He just keeps filling up the box score off the bench for the Nuggets, and they need a guy like that after losing, obviously, some key contributors last year from their championship team. Yeah, people wondering what the bench is like. And Reggie Jackson, obviously, is going to be the backup point guard, but Michael Malone said after the game, Christian Brown had to be the backup point guard in this game because Reggie Jackson was playing so much starting for us. But Strother has helped out too 22 points and five steals the game before and this one 16 points six boards three assists and a steal so it's looking deep enough with reggie and strother and brown off the bench have the nuggets lost a game in which Jokic has been ejected i think they're two and oh in the games he's been tossed <laughs> against the pistons and the bulls <laughs> maybe he's like uh knows what he's doing here yeah he sees the opponent he's like okay all right i'm gonna mf somebody here real quick he's see like, if i get tossed <laughs> oh we're playing the central division tonight uh-huh. he might be only playing a couple of quarters here uh and then the final game last night i thought this was a great one um tatum and brown leading the celtics past the cavaliers 121 13 boston undefeated still at home perfect 11 and 0 but it was a it was a close game i know it ends uh, up a seven point victory uh for boston but pretty close down the stretch takeaways from this one tk i think jason tatum is too good right now <laughs> he's 25 10 and 5 last night and it feels like a nothing game it's yeah. just like cruising along we never hardly mention him except for a throw in at the mvp talks uh, at the mvp table Despite the Celtics being, you know, the best team in the league and Tatum being their leading scorer and doing stuff every single night. Like, 10 rebounds in a game, that would have been exciting from Jason Tatum a couple of seasons ago, but he just does it on both ends of the court uh, at this point uh, right now. Cavs are struggling a little bit here. The Celtics really packed the paint, I thought, uh, in this one and tried to make um, the Cavs beat them from outside. Mitchell got hot at one point, which kept him in it, Mm -hmm. but the Cavs were just kind of lacking in offensive options outside of Mitchell and Garland with uh, no Mobley out there as well. So uh, an expected win from the Celtics, but they take care of business when they need to. All five of their starters scored in double digits, 25 for Tatum, 25 for Brown, and 25 or 21, sorry, uh, for Porzingis. They are a good team. Yeah, those three guys, perfect at the free throw line, 22 at 22, like they're three stars. And then Derek White and Drew Holiday, they're hitting threes, they're giving you elite defense. And there was a stretch in the fourth quarter task, I think it was like a two and a half minute stretch where the Celtics sort of just shut off Cleveland scoring, and that really was the difference in this game. That was enough to get them across the finish line. Yeah, they came and played in that fourth quarter because the Cavs looked good, up double digits early. Yeah. But the fourth quarter, the Celtics just turn it on. Only allowed 21 points. And Kristaps Porzingis, he's back from that injury in the second game. Looked pretty poopy in that first half. Didn't look great. Zero makes. But in the second half, looked awesome. Six for six, 19 points. And he's needed versus the Cavs because the Cavs actually match up pretty well with the Celtics because they're big, even though without Evan Mobley. Jared Allen was all over the place blocking shots. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it came down to the fourth quarter, running Spain for Sam Hauser. They're running stuff uh, to get some open shots, and they're doing all right. Uh, And then Tatum just post up. It looks like a playoff Tatum in the fourth quarter. Just I'm just going to go to my thing, and he's too good. I think you also saw the importance in last night's game of having, uh, during a long regular season, a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who's like a bit of an energizer bunny, 
coming off the bench to sort of spark your team? Because you said the Cavs came out, they were on fire. Celtics were sleepwalking uh, through this one to start. But he comes in, and that energy, that little wake-up, that little you know jolt of coffee there uh, was infectious. Pritchard over eight minutes at the end of the first quarter and into the start of the second quarter. He hit two threes. He had two assists. He had two steals. He had a block. And it finally started waking everybody up here. Um, and, you know, the Cavs maybe run, ran out of steam a little bit. I believe this was a back-to-back situation for them um, as well. But, yeah, Boston, man, that's just like – that's just a professional win. Bisman-like. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did, about a new nickname for uh, Peyton Pritchard? Fast peepee. Gotta go. <laughs> yes. But you called him uh, a cup of coffee <laughs> for the Beantown boys there. So how about we call him Broadsheet Roasters? Because they make the finest cup of oh, coffee in all of Oh, wow. Shout out to you, Marty. Didn't know where you were going to go with yeah, that, Marty. but you got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. Or we could just call him uh, yeah, Cup of Joe. Just call him Joe Pritchard. Joe Pritchard. <laughs> Give me a hot cup of Joe Pritchard. Okay, I like it. Anyway, uh, it was great. Pee. Fast P was terrible. Fast PP. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dumbest nickname. <laughs> and we come up with a lot of dumb nicknames on this show. But we didn't come up with No, that. no, I'm no, saying, no. I mean, even for us, no, I'm saying we were no, like, no, what? We got to think of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Caffeine P is good because he plays hard. <laughs> Caffeine. Isn't that good. what they sell at Panera? That's causing all the problems? <laughs> oh, really? Caffeine's the problem? <laughs> That's <laughs> a charged lemonade, <laughs> if you will. Um, what do you think of uh, guys doing the too small celly c- celebration, um, but not going all the way to the floor with it? <laughs> Jalen Brown dropped the too small on uh, Struess. He posted him up pretty late. It was a big shot, yeah, yeah. and then it was sort of to the bench area where he like did a did a too small. We didn't go all the way down. You want to get to? Are the you floor. okay with a guy just <laughs> you know saying about here? Still too small. Or do you like them all the way uh, like three inches off the floor? I feel like you're not really committing to it if you don't go to the floor. That's my That's a half-hearted too small. I agree. <laughs> Gotta agree. But I like if it's accurate. Like maybe he, Jalen Brown will go, oh, yeah, oh he's, like, he's actually <laughs> looking at Struess, looking up on basketball reference. He's not this tall. Yeah. I mean, I was even like, yes. is Struess taller than Jalen Brown? Probably not. I, I guess he's probably a couple inches shorter. Yeah. <laughs> I have to fact check that one. It's not like Jalen Brown's huge. No. What's he, 6'7"? What's Struce? Struce versus Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got to be a couple. Right, Struce listed this. at 6'5". Oh, okay. So 6'7". Uh, and Brown. Jalen listed at 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> he does it too small, but it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's one inch shorter. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Do it. I guess it's the uh, it's the idea behind I just posted yeah, up on yeah. you and scored on you on uh, the block. But that would be pretty cool if you did this. That guy's bigger than you and I scored on him. <laughs> Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, flip it on its head. All right, let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to hit the beach to answer some of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, it's getting pretty cold here in Atlanta, so we thought it's time to hit the beach. Let's do it. You got the birds, I got the rockets. You got the nuts, I got the chocolates. We got that chit chat down pat, blah, blah, blah. You got that certain special, Genesis Let's go to the beach. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the beach. And we're reading your emails and your tweets and your YouTube comments in some cases. We love to see that. And the first one is by way of YouTube. It's from at quiet ninja one two three four five six seven eight nine <laughs> ten. Stick ten crack my man. Um, you're a GM. Who would you build your team around? Shea Gilgis Alexander or Tyrese Halliburton? Ooh, baby. We're starting with a hot one here. On the beach. Trey Kirby, why don't you get us started? You're a GM. Who You're you build, a GM. Who are you building your team around? Yeah. Shut your mouth. Sounds like, a, like that. sounds like a diss. <laughs> uh, yeah, where are you going, SGA or Halliburton? I mean, 
feels like there's no real wrong answer, but you got to pick one. You're living the life if you got either of these guys <laughs> handling the ball for you. I was debating this one in the shower this morning. Skeets, who do I want? Can I really come on this show and say I'm taking the Canadian over the American? And the answer is yes. Give me Shea Gilgis Alexander because there's nothing I value more in a basketball player than somebody who wants to get to the rim every single possession. And that is Shea Gilgis Alexander. I will say I've got a couple of concerns for both of these guys, assuming they make their playoff debuts. Right. Um, will the free throws dry up for Shea Gilgis Alexander? The guy takes 10 free throws per 100 possessions, which is a lot. It's because nobody can stay in front of him, and he's got the craft once he gets inside yep. to sell things with pump fakes and weird body moves. For Halliburton, he's a great three-point shooter, but as we saw in the IST final, teams will want to take the ball out of his hands, and he's such a willing passer and such a smart player that he will give the ball up, but that means maybe it doesn't make its way back to him, and that takes away some of his scoring once we get to the playoffs. We shall see. Definitely a different beast, but for right now, I'm SGA. Yeah, both hopefully making their playoff debut. I, Shea's been so good for a couple of years, I just didn't think that was the case. I'd forgotten. Play in tournament does not count. Mm. That does not count. But uh, I think he is changing it a little bit. He definitely wants to get into the lane, definitely wants to get fouled, but he is shooting the three a little bit more this season. I, w- I wonder if he's going to be a little more comfortable out there, although he's not really a three-point shooter. Alburn just wants to be the guy, so it's kind of hard not to pick him because of the Halliburton era that we're in right now. Uh, he is a couple years younger as well, but I'm definitely taking the Canadian. He knows how to be American. He went to high school here, Chattanooga, <laughs> Tennessee, real close by here. I love Chattanooga. I love Canada. I love this guy. I love the The, the difference to me is the defense on yeah, this guy. That's... He gets after it. 2.8 steals. Yeah, I almost, think, that, I think that's what... You know, I mean, also I'm Canadian, so of course I'm going to play the homer card. But, like, these are both amazing players, both great point guards. I mean, Halliburton, he might be the purest point guard in the league, uh, if you believe that. But SGA's defense, that pushes him ahead of Halliburton. I mean, he's really like, SGA is almost a superstar, if not a superstar already, and Halliburton's trying to get there, uh, just where they are in their NBA careers. But, you know, can't wait to see it come, uh, hopefully, a seven-game playoff matchups with both of these teams, the Thunder and the Pacers, and how these guys adapt and whether they can lead their teams to playoff success, how far they can go. Um, But I'll go SGA over Halliburton. I threw up a poll this morning on our YouTube community page. It already has 2,000 votes, comments. People were going nuts, uh, you know, making their case for either guy. The breakdown with the vote, though, 67% were saying SGA, 33% Halliburton. So, you know, every two out of three people were uh, siding with SGA, if you're a GM and you're building a team right now, you're picking him over Halliburton. But some love for for Tyrese as well. It's a fun one. Nice hypothetical. Hypothetical. (laughs) Uh, Let's stick with Halliburton. (laughs) At Stet Banks tweeted in, uh, after seeing Halliburton's dad soaking up every second of his son's IST games, it got me thinking, which would you choose? Being an NBA player that wins a championship? Or watching your kid win an NBA championship. <laughs> Again, that's from at StepBanks. You guys have kids, so uh, you guys can speak to this. Would you rather win that title? Would you rather be that proud parent watching your son or daughter win that title? I also debated this one in, in my head in for the shower. A while. No, I wasn't oh. showering. <laughs> yeah, I never think in the shower. I just move. Um, no, I no. Like many, I come up with stuff in the shower. Okay. But uh, I did this sitting on my couch last night. I asked my wife, who played a definitely played a part. Mm-hmm. She she immediately said, "Child, I don't care what you do. Uh, I care what our children do." And uh, no, she didn't say that. But yeah, the, the the pride that you would exude if your kid does it. Obviously, you haven't accomplished as much, you know. So it's, not, it's not as fun as being on the court, but yeah, you'd be exhausted, tired. It's a different type of feeling. All that pride that you would feel in every part of your body, to me, yeah, it triumphs over me doing it, wow. which would be great. Wow. Okay. Obviously. What about Trey Kirby? Easy choice. <laughs> My kid. <laughs> Easy. Like, uh, I don't think it's yeah. even a debate. Yeah. JD, I'd love for you to chime in, especially oh. if you have a differing opinion oh it's me for sure. <laughs> 100% why too stressful if it's my kid sitting there oh, not being able to help not being a, just being completely removed from it but complete talk about skin in the game I mean skims <laughs> skims oh. skims and skin uh, not an ad <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it would be – I'd prefer, prefer to take on the pressure myself. I mean, obviously, I would love to see my kid get a championship in anything, mm-hmm. but it is stressful, very, very stressful. If I saw Draymond swing at my kid, I, I'm going on the court. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's just – so, yeah, me. Also, <laughs> I would like some glory. Okay. Well, John Halliburton got interviewed by Inside the NBA. Right. You get the glory. If your kid wins. And there's no stress here. We know it's, the results. It's not the same. I wonder um, <laughs> I wonder if it matters if you played in the NBA. Like John Halliburton obviously didn't play in the league. Right. But I wonder if it changes the answer to this uh, for someone like Del Curry. I don't know. <laughs> the, the forefathers and sons that have won championships? Oh, good. You've seen Trivia them. question. Yeah. Okay, well, not Thompson's. Del. Thompson's. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep, nice, that's nice. right. Michael and Clay. You said there's three other pairs? There's three other pairs. I don't think you're going to get Matt Gukas Sr. and Matt Gukas Jr. Well, well, the other the two Gukas. you could get, I do, I do believe. The other two. Michael and Clay. Okay. Uh, somewhat recent or way in the Oh, Jaron Jackson. No, that's no, wrong. The, that's the, the younger has not yet won a championship. No, yes, that's, yes. That's true. Definitely recent. That's recent. Uh, you got a top 75 all-time. Play. The dads are both top 75 all-time. Oh, okay. That won the championships. Okay. Uh, the sons... Are not. They're old. They're old fellas. Shays? The Shays? No. They're Dolphin old. Danny? No. No, 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 no. This guy, this dad <laughs> did have much. a lot of sons who made the NBA, though. Probably had the most oh, sons. Oh, Brent Berry. The Berries. Rick yes. and Brent. Yes. Ah! And then the other one. Uh, this guy probably spoke the most about his son winning championships. Hmm. Proud. From, proud. A, from a pure number of words standpoint. Uh, broadcasting? <laughs> broadcasting. He's a broadcaster. Oh, Holy. Current Top 75. Yes. So a yes, legend yes, of the yes. game. MVP. Sweet looking dude. <laughs> Sweet looking dude. Uh, yeah, you'll see him on a lot of Grateful Dead shows even to this oh, day. Bill oh, Bill Walton and Luke. Bill and Luke. Mm. Nuts. That's a good trivia question. That's that good. is a good one. It's tough to think of the sons. Really. Yeah, tough I mean, to think well, of I was sons? struggling yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Uh, the dads, too. <laughs> All right. Fun question. I, look, at that's a great one for people out there. Which one you picking? Uh, you're an NBA player and you're winning the title? Or would you prefer your kid to uh, win the NBA championship? Skims in the game, as you said. Yeah. That's going to be an advertisement for sure. Right? <laughs> skims in the game. They were showing that SGA uh, Skims commercial a lot last night during the broadcast. Oh, I've just seen being, it. Oh, I just, yeah, you know, it's looking cool. <laughs> showing off his bod, showing off his skims underwear. He has it a bunch on. of clothes. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, well, yeah. You'll Isn't it it's supposed to be slimming, like like spanks for men? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like. Uh, yeah, these guys are the, in the best I know, shape in the I world. know, yeah, yeah. You're saying you'd like to see it on Darvin Ham. Yeah. That's exactly right. I know, I, 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 no offense to Ham. We, I mean, I'm getting it too. Yeah, I just noticed he had a little belly there last night yeah. when he was doing his interview. Yeah, got some. Throw some skims on that. Sure. Ham. They come, how far do they come up? I mean, that's the question. I don't know. They look like yeah. just normal underwear. As high as you want. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah, underwear. they're not like Spanx. Okay, I, thought they, I thought they were too. No, yeah. they, they, they're like, they're like Spanx in the sense like keeping you, you know, making you look a little better. But are they tucking in the belly? Spanks, you uh, pull them up above the belly button yeah. kind of thing. Interesting. Right, Spanks okay, I see what you're, you're right. saying. You're right. <laughs> right. Definitely right. you got to get some pickleball advertising, J.D. I know. Start wearing them for play, for pickleball. <laughs> for J.D., so you would prefer to win a pickleball championship over your son's winning a pickleball championship? Uh, uh, yeah, that is a no-brainer, for sure. <laughs> what about your son's winning uh, a duo pickleball championship? The okay. Doyles. The Doyles. Or yourself in a solo championship. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see my kids be champions, but I'd like to. I still, I still got some gas in the tank. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to think hey. I could pull one out. All right. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, next one here from at uh, Elvin Lamb nine eight three zero. What's been your favorite NBA game this season? Just a, just a real quickie. That is so quick we couldn't even show you. Trey, you go first. What's been your favorite NBA game this season? Well, just real quick, Gary Payton and Gary Payton the second, also a father and son who Ooh, won a championship. Oh wow, wow, wow. Nicely done by the stream team. Wow. And that well leads done. me to my uh favorite NBA game of this season. Also features the Golden State Warriors, yeah. and it's the Chet Holmgren shot from the corner. Because that was an awesome game. Wiggins like caught fire for the first time. 
I think he had four threes in the fourth quarter of that game. It seemed like he had a game winner. Bob Fitzgerald and Kalena Azabuki were definitely celebrating like <laughs> Andrew Wiggins had hit a game winner. And then Chet pulls off an incredible shot from the corner. And the Thunder go on to win in overtime thanks to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That's high on the list for me. I had that at the top of my list. I also just wrote down... Three out of the four Warriors Thunder games. They've had some amazing games. Yeah. Their season series is done. <laughs> We're like halfway through December. <laughs> yep. They've played all four games, but the first game, the Warriors won by two, 141, 139. Then the Thunder sort of took care of business in the second game in mid November, 128, 109. And then we had these awesome overtime games Thunder pulling it out, 130, 123, and then 138, 136. The most yeah. recent one, which, you know, that was the fouling there from uh, Draymond Green on Chet Holmgren. Hit all three free throws, got to overtime, but all of their games have been pretty good. And two good comebacks from a Thunder. 18 and 14 points in those two. Yep. That's on the list. There's no doubt. And maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm loving the tent pole event, but I'm going with an in-season tournament game. Okay. Because... Players play hard. It looks like a playoff game. It feels like a playoff game, and so I'm biased. So I'm going with Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers in the semifinals against the Bucks when Miles Turner dunked on Giannis. And Halliburton had that layup, minute 30 left, Ooh, beauty, and then a step back three to ice it with 40 seconds left, and the bench went nuts. It was big for them. It was. So yeah, I'm, I'm in that mode right now. Very entertaining game for sure. Let's hear your favorite NBA game this season. All right, moving on. We got another quickie here, JD. Uh, it's from at Play All Day Productions. Who would win an NBA game? Five Draymond Greens or five Allen Iversons? And I promise we did get this uh, this question before Draymond Green got ejected again last night. And maybe that uh, has an impact on how you answer this. TK, uh, five Draymond Greens, five Allen Iversons playing against each other in an NBA game. Who are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if they were playing against each other or yeah. if it was like we're just taking five Draymonds and they're playing a random NBA team. Could they win? Oh, I thought they were playing each other. So did I. Okay. But I didn't yeah. know. I'm glad you clarified <laughs> and I'm taking Allen Iverson easily. Yeah. There's no way five Draymond Greens could score enough points to win a game. Yeah. But, and they would all, like, three of them would get tossed. <laughs> you need eight Draymonds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To come in off the bench after, you know, one stomps on an Iverson, one punches an Iverson, one gets a toss for uh, chewing out an official. Um, are you yeah. agreeing with TK? Absolutely. I didn't debate this one. Okay. The thing is, Allen Iverson would score more points. Okay, but, but, but <laughs> Iverson was not a great three-point shooter. Right. Well, Draymond is. <laughs> I know. Hold on. My point is, Draymond's obviously the elite defender here. Can he cut? Can he cut off Iverson from scoring all those buckets? Because again, Iverson couldn't just fire away like he's Steph Curry from distance. That's his, you know, sort of his one Achilles heel. True. I still agree that that, I, that Green's probably not going to score <laughs> all that much. He could barely heat, uh, beat Kevin Hart in the three point contest, but. Uh, or he didn't. He tied him, didn't he? Yes, he tied him. But, but they gave him the win. Yeah, yeah. champion's <laughs> advantage. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, so Iverson. No, he's too fast, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not that, not that I'm, I was really considering Draymond Green's footwork, or his <laughs> foot speed, I should say. But he, who would win a three-point contest? Iverson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I would also take yes, Iverson. Yes, I would yeah. take Iverson. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on here. This one's from Trev. Uh, according to Shams, P.J. Tucker has expressed frustration about his current situation with the Clips, and both sides are discussing ways to resolve a role for him there or elsewhere. So two questions off of this. Do you think Tucker has anything left in the tank? And if so, which team should try and add the 13-year vet forward? Tass, why don't you go first here? Well, last year, P.J. Tucker was signed to that three-year deal, paying him until he was 40 for $11 million per season. Shout out to his agent. That's a good contract <laughs> because he's playing till he's 40. So he's in that second of three years. He did play in the playoffs last year. He was a starter for the Philadelphia 76ers. He didn't shoot it all that well. But I guess he believes that he can be better than that. At the same time, he's with the Clippers, who are a, a teeny tiny team. Not teeny tiny, but they're a tiny team. P.J. Tucker could play in the playoffs where he would see some minutes as a rotation guy. I don't know why you'd want to be traded unless you're – getting traded to a team that you know you're going to start on. But I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I don't see it. I think it's a little, bit of a, a little bit of a force here. And I know he did play with the Clippers, and now they're sitting him because of their rotation. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played in the last six games. Yeah, so I guess he's just angry, and he wants to play somewhere where he'd be guaranteed to play. I didn't find anywhere where he'd be guaranteed to play in the playoffs. What do you think, Trey? 
I don't think P.J. Tucker has a lot left uh, right now. He's taking one shot per game, pretty much. <laughs> like 1.2 attempts per game, uh, down from 1.6 when he was there with Philadelphia. Maybe a reunion with the Bucks. They just need some more players, uh, but man, they need athleticism and youth, and that is not P.J. Tucker at this point. I also wonder, <laughs> right, right. could he maybe help a team like Indiana? They've kind of got a hole at the four. They would like to be better defensively if they're going to try and steal a first-round playoff series. They haven't really given Jarris Walker any kind of uh, a run early in the season. Obi Toppin has been their guy, but it could be a decent platoon there with Toppin and P.J. Tucker. One defense guy, one athlete kind of guy. Maybe he helps, because I think you could probably get P.J. Tucker for, like, a second-round pick, if but, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder even if this is, like, a situation where he gets bought out of his contract and allows him to potentially sign with a contender elsewhere. And, and like, is people are people really trading something for Tucker at this point? I mean, he scored 14 points over 12 games uh, this season. Okay. He can't hit a three at all in the games he was playing. Um, but, yeah, he's still obviously a vet. He's going to give you some defense, going to give you some heart on that end. I could see why you're thinking of Pacers team. Even like yeah. when you look at them, like just having a guy like that on the roster in your locker room going into a potential playoff series, like I've been there, done that, because uh, they don't have a lot of playoff experience on that team. But yeah, you wouldn't want to give up a ton for a guy at this point of his career that just like he can't score. No, I mean, I who, who would you take in a three-point contest? Draymond Green, Allen Iverson, or P.J. Tucker? <laughs> <right now? laughs> no. yeah. P.J. had some uh, good years yeah, there. He was a 3 and D guy, but not right now. Yeah. yeah, Bucks. People have thrown out the Mavericks, especially with all their injuries. Uh, you know, Maybe the Kings looking for a defensive-minded guy in the wing. Pacers, yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't give up a ton. The Pacers was good because we just watched Obi Toppin get handled by LeBron James. So maybe you throw him out there for a couple possessions. But you do want to play Obi Toppin more. And maybe back to the Bucks because they also have a bunch of injuries where he won the championship. Jay Crowder's injured every every time he's injured right now. So maybe. Yeah, but yeah. he would be more of a locker room guy at this point, as he said. You know, the DeAndre Jordan helped win a championship last mm, year. He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, your Tristan Thompson's, that kind of guy. Yeah. He's been a key rotation guy for championship contending teams and championship teams in the Bucks, but like the Heat and uh, the Rockets back in the day, like teams that were like trying to go deep. So, yeah, I, I could see him. Uh, He'll get, he'll get some he'll get some minutes somewhere. It is sort of like you are on the Clippers. These guys get injured a lot. <laughs> like you might get back Stick in there. Around, PJ. Yeah. Paul George just got hurt last night, so maybe yeah, that's a good one. maybe he'll get a chance again here. I looked up his agent. Yeah, his name is Andre Buck. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> that guy agent's should have every name. client. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Buck. This guy is making it happen. Buck and Tuck. <laughs> Buck and Tuck. <laughs> okay, uh, final one here. Yeah. So uh, there's a little setup to this one. A few weeks ago, we built the uh, all spectacle teams, mm. uh, NBA starting fives that would draw the most viewers. Pure like fun guys you would want on your team. A lot of legends we had in the mix. This was you and me doing this. Steph, LeBron, Jordan, Shaq, Kobe. Like, of course. Like, you're building and Vince an all-spectacle team. Yes, and Vince. The high-flying Vince Carter. Young Vince Carter. But um, JT Prods wanted to know, you should do a non-all-star version of the all-spectacle team. So who cracks that starting five again you're trying just to get viewers and eyeballs and people tweeting and blogging about your entertaining team here um do you who wants to start first with this non-all-star version of the all-spectacle team yeah i started to think about this and i immediately started okay who gets who's got followers kyle kuzma he's on uh, <laughs> not bad okay yeah, people one. people like him yes they do people want to see his clothing and stuff um and then i started getting into guys that or later on in their careers and maybe are good, very, very, very good and have enough enough clout. CJ McCollum, because he podcasts, hasn't made an all-star team yet, so he's going to talk about it. He also loves wine. He can have some wine hosts on. He has a wine brand, uh, so he'll have some wine guests. Okay, he's, he's created some wine. Yeah, some wine guests. <laughs> guests of wine. Uh, anyways, wogs. Wine of guests. No, that's not good. <laughs> anyway, um, Jamal Murray as well hasn't made an all-star team yet, but he will. Ooh, Jamal Murray, right, yeah. He, he definitely yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikel Bridges, same thing. He hasn't made one yet, but he will. 
These guys are just good. Scotty Barnes, same thing, but he will. Yeah, so maybe my team's not all that good. It's it's really good in terms of winning games. <laughs> you like wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. People like wine. Uh, not me so much. Trey Kirby, where are you going for uh, your non-all-star version of this? Non-all-star ever. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right, so can't include Zion. Two-time all-star. Probably not this year. Yep. No, no, no. I, I, I took this as they've never made an all-star team. Like, I, w- I would have had good. Nick Van Exel in the mix, but even he made an all-star. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about Bull Bull? Okay. People love... <laughs> I'm talking about Bull Bull. He got to play last night, Skeets. <laughs> yeah, oh, did he? Minus 16 in four minutes for Bull Bull. We've never seen anything like this guy. What a spectacle. Other guys I would include in the mix... Jason Williams, White Chocolate, yep. Highlight Machine, obviously, and then two other guys I would include. Ricky Rubio, specifically when he came from Spain to the United States, and we just still didn't really know what kind of a basketball player he was going to be, had a lot of hype behind him. And then probably the biggest spectacle of anybody who's never made an all-star team was Jeremy Lin and Lin Sanity. Oh, good one. The guy was on the cover of like every magazine on earth for being awesome for three weeks. Mm. Great picks. Good, uh, good spotlights. Here's my non-all-star version of the all-spectacle team. Yeah, I really leaned into like to the highlights version of this team. I had White Chocolate as my point guard. Jamal Crawford as my two. Give me Gerald Green in the nub as my small <laughs> forward. I love that guy the throwing nub. down oops. Uh, Lamar Odom, who I always have to triple check that he didn't make an all-star team. Uh, just a great player. I was going to go Anthony Mason, but nope. Mace made one, not Lamar Odom. And then my center, I, I had Bull Bull in the mix. I also had Boban in the mix, yeah. uh, George Murison. But I went with a, a better player of those guys for sure, who never made it because he came over late, Arvidas Sabonis, as my big man five. So White Chocolate, Jamal Crawford, Gerald Green, Lamar Odom, and Arvidas Sabonis. That'd be an entertaining team. Yeah. Passing-wise, throwing down dunks, yep. Jamal Crawford going for 50 in his sleep. I love it. Uh, great question from uh, JT Prods, taking a question we already did and twisting it into a fun version there. So let's hear from you guys in the comments, in the stream team, your non-All-Star version of the All-Spectacle team. We're going to take one more break, but when we come back, it's story time with Trey Kirby when it comes to Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers... I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I really love this comment here in the stream team from Gigi. Those questions that we just had, they were so good, I almost don't want to leave the beach. Right? <laughs> we were just on a heater there with great okay. questions, fun debates. Good work, everybody, uh, sending in your questions for the beach. You know we'll hit it again soon. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh. Okay, I have two tweets from my friends here, one about the NBA and one... No dunks related. First one, NBA version from Mike O'Connor. Not to be confused with Kevin O'Connor. Uh, or Mike. John O'Connor. Oh, hey, here's a bud. <laughs> I've just uncovered an absolutely insane stat. Per NBA.com, Tobias Harris has never drawn a charge in his five-plus years as a sixer. Not once. It has never happened. That's just a fun little stat there, a little nugget uncovered by Mike O'Connor. And then he had another tweet. It's like, you can go ahead and look for yourself. He's never done it. And people were like, you know what? Respect yeah. <laughs> Tobias Harris. Ethical. <laughs> Very yeah. ethical. Great balance. Never falls. <laughs> Incredible. Just that, that is a wild, wild stat. That's a long time to never have drawn a charge. Like, just get in the way by accident once. Yeah. And, like, Tobias Harris plays defense. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, he's a and he's a defender. big, yeah. like, he's around the rim. Yeah, that's cool. How? Very cool. How is that true? Uh, but the real tweet of the night, I was so excited to unpack this one. It's from our guy, Trey Kirby, who tweeted yesterday, not long after the Christmas lunch <laughs> slash brunch, uh, he tweeted, I was shooting around in the driveway, and a guy drove up on his lunch break and said, hey, man, let me beat you one-on-one real quick. So we played, and I beat him three games to one. I have so many questions, man. All facts. Um, okay, this was uh, this was true. One hundred percent true. I never doubted that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, take us through what went down here yesterday in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? Uh, just out getting my practice shots up, you know. Fifty makes a day, keeps the shot doctor away. <laughs> so it's getting warm. Uh, shooting it okay, you know. It took me twelve minutes and forty eight seconds. That's average of time these days. Okay. Uh, and up pulls a cement truck. Guy hops out. Not not a, not a cement mixing truck, but a cement oh, laying truck. Oh, I believe okay. uh, they were out as a guy and a woman on their lunch break. He literally ran up. He's like, "Hey man, let me beat you one on one real quick." I was like. All right, let's play. <laughs> I, I have my shoes on. I just gone through my full warm up. It's my home court. Was he in work boots? He was in work boots. <laughs> he was wearing uh, an orange shirt and a pair of camo cargo pants. Um, so we played. Yeah. I beat him the first two. Was games. he like? Were you playing one on one or shooting? Like one on one. Like one on one up to eleven ones and twos. <laughs> Uh, behind the third crack <laughs> it's a two-pointer that kind of thing uh, you know so I beat him the first two games he, oh I beat him the first game he's like run it back I was like okay beat him the second game he's like run it back then he caught fire Ooh. And he started uh, he got smart on this one he started taking the corner twos oh because those are maybe 10 feet shorter <laughs> because my driveway is rectangle shaped not basketball court shaped but he, uh, he cracked the code on that one uh, he did at one point get his shot blocked by the gutter though I was like haha defense <laughs> he couldn't figure out the angle because my driveway is slanted so all of his shots from one side of the court were going way long on the other side I didn't tell about that one until the third game when he finally got hot wow. you know he beat me the third game he's thinking all right, I'm going to come back and win this one in five. So I had to stomp him in the, uh, in the third game. Wow. Or in the fourth game, yeah. Well, incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, it was hilarious. Uh, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't had a random stranger come up to me and ask me to play one-on-one in quite some time. Uh, so shout out to you, Kwame. I, I hope you I'm, had a great lunch break. I'm really trying to like picture you two guys going at it on your court, too. Like Your driveway is slanted. It's slanty. <laughs> like, yeah, I was it's not nervous. that much area. <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was good. You know, the first game was fine. Then we played again, and then the woman uh, got out of the truck and started watching, too. <laughs> She's like, this is the best lunch break ever. He was talking so much trash. She's like, look, I'm going to just run up there real quick and beat oh, this guy one-on-one. Wow. So it was a great story for all of us. I got to defend home court. Yeah. He got to at least get one win off me, so he didn't look like a complete loser going back. <laughs> and then she 
Reggie gets the trash talk him saying yeah. he thought he was going to roll up on somebody and just hand him a bunch of losses, but it turns out this guy was an absolute bucket just hanging out outside. Oh, this is this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You don't have um like a ring camera or anything like we could uh look at the footage cuz I love those clips that make their yeah. way around uh Instagram where you see like a FedEx or a UPS guy yeah. come up and hey, let me get some shots up. I always love those. Mm, I wish. You don't have that. Okay. Well, at least we had this tweet and we mm-hmm. had this story. Did he complain about his boots? Playing in his boots. I mean. Yeah, was he like I would kick your ass if I wasn't wearing these giant boots? No, he he would say afterwards. Uh, I showed him a some sportsmanship. I took him a cup of water. After. He was a, a little upset that I brought him water afterwards because it's like you know I just beat you and now I'm trying to hydrate you. Uh, but uh, but uh, his partner that was with him was like. Yeah, but like, like he was warmed up. We saw him out there shooting. He's like, nah, no excuses. Oh, no excuses. To yeah, he, he took the losses like a man. I thought you were going to say you went back into the house and put on like your duck boots or something. To, like, <laughs> make it even. Slippers or something. <laughs> throw my beans real quick here. <laughs> we can throw it out. All right. Great stuff. I'm glad we went with that. Uh, love it. If you have a similar story, write into us. No dunks at theathletic.com. Uh, we love people getting buckets here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Turned into Lee Ellis there for a second. <laughs> my bad, Lee Lee. Don't sue me. Uh, all right. Let's call it there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Lots of games on tonight. We'll be here at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see you then. Uh, Survivor on tonight, too. The penultimate episode of Survivor 45. So we'll have no buffs tomorrow as well. Get your picks in if you're in the Make Your Picks Survivor no buffs pool. Uh, all right. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Tobias Harris has never taken a charge. Brace the day, people.